Hello and welcome to the Marketing Slice by Hurry, the show where the team at Hurry give you marketing insights, hints and tips that will help you improve your results right now. I'm Rachel McMullen and in today's podcast, we're going to learn about the five aspects of geographic segmentation that you need to know. We also have associated guides, videos, blogs and infographics that can all be found at www.hurry.co. So, here we go. Five aspects of geographic segmentation that you need to know. Most modern marketers incorporate at least one form of market segmentation into their strategy. That's because it is so valuable to any brand or marketer looking to see real success. Just to clarify, market segmentation is essentially the process of defining and grouping consumers into smaller subsets based on common attributes like their likes, needs, wants, motivations, for example. These carefully formed segments allow marketers to make more informed and actionable decisions, such as reaching the right person with the right content at the right time. But don't be fooled. There's more to market segmentation than meets the eye. Typically, there are four dominant types of market segmentation that marketers will delve into. And these sets then have their own defining characteristics, specifications and goals. The type of market segmentation a brand chooses to use also depends on the function of the brand itself, the brand personality, the product, the service or communication type. I'll break it down a little. The four most prominent forms of market segmentation are 1. Demographic 2. Behavioural 3. Psychographic and 4. Geographic. In this post, we're going to focus on the geographic segmentation. What is geographic segmentation? Geographic segmentation fundamentally entails grouping users based on their location. Where behavioural segmentation categorises users based on their behaviour on a website or app, Psychographic segmentation organises consumers on the basis of common interests and personality traits and demographic segmentation focuses on basic demographic information such as age, gender or income. Geographic segmentation is put into play when a user's location is likely to influence their communication with a brand, their buying behaviour or consumer wants and needs. So how does geographic segmentation compare to other types of market segmentation? Well, similar to demographic, geographic tends to be objective. By this I mean that it is based on facts about the individual. An example of this would be, user X lives in a town in Colombia, South America, which typically gathers between 50 to 200 millimetres of rain per month and has an average temperature of 20 to 30 degrees Celsius. With this information, a marketer can segment and target the individual based on their location's climate and decide to promote, say, lightweight raincoats or robust umbrellas. In comparison, psychographic and behavioural segmentation are much more subjective. Geographic information about consumers can be so valuable and even essential to marketers aiming to target the right groups. You might be thinking, 
Can location really have that much of an impact on how or what is marketed to a person? Well, the answer is yes, because geographic segmentation generally encompasses five key areas that can be essential to market success. And that's what we're going to dive straight into now. Five aspects of geographic segmentation that really count. Location. With geographic segmentation, location means more than just a user's country. It also refers to world regions, different states, counties, cities and neighbourhoods. The good thing about geographic segmentation is that it benefits both large and small businesses. Large businesses who may have international markets will use geographic segmentation to identify and target the different needs of people in distant locations, while small businesses benefit by focusing their marketing efforts on specific areas of interest, allowing them to dodge those unnecessary expenses. Urbanicity. This takes into account whether the individual lives in an urban, suburban, exurban or rural area. Urban generally describes city areas. Suburban is the area on the outskirts of the city. Exurbs are further outside the suburbs and rural relates to the countryside. To demonstrate the potential differences in the needs of those consumers with different urbanicities, Survey Gizmo uses a great example of a bicycle company. Suppose this bicycle company wishes to sell its products to individuals living in urban and rural areas. To do so, geographic segmentation would be their first and potentially only stop. Their segmentation research is likely to find that those in urban areas prefer lightweight bikes as the slightness of the frame and small tyres allow the cyclists to be more agile among traffic whereas rural cyclists may prefer more robust, heavy-duty bikes which have thick tyres, perfect for navigating mountains and rough terrain. Urbanicity also accounts for an area's population density, which is significant for brands trying to decipher whether products will be in high demand or low demand. For example, high-density cities like New York are likely to have a higher demand for fast food products compared to areas dominated by farmland. So marketing strategies put in place for each location will be entirely different. Climate. Climate is a big one for brands to take into account. It's such a key aspect of geographic segmentation as products and services are relevant to each climate are likely to be just so different. According to the National Geographic, there are typically five climate groups, which are then divided into subgroups. Without further delay, here they are. Tropical, dry, mild, continental and polar. Within tropical climates, there are three subgroups. Wet, monsoon and both wet and dry. Tropical regions are definitely one of the most extreme of the climate groups. But... If you're in the umbrella business and you market to this climate, you'll never be out of a job. Mild or temperate climates, as the name states, offer milder weather types. 
like the typical Mediterranean climate where the summers are hot and the winters are cold and rainy. Marketing to this climate might be slightly easier as the seasonal weather is so predictable. Polar climates exist in the areas surrounding the Arctic Ocean, Greenland and Antarctica. Places like Alert in Canada can experience temperatures of around minus 30 degrees Celsius at the height of winter and highs, if you can call them that, of around 6 degrees Celsius in summer. So it's safe to say that it's pretty cold pretty much all of the time. So if you're a clothes manufacturer or a brand selling outdoor attire, geographic segmentation in polar climates is going to be relatively straightforward. As it would be fair to assume that consumers in these parts are all quite keen to don those super cosy coats. Phew, glad we got all that covered. As you can see, climate is quite a large factor in brands using geographic segmentation. Culture. Cultural differences and preferences have a huge role to play in geographic segmentation. This is mostly because culture in itself isn't simply defined by the country a person lives in. Culture can be formed or influenced by things like religion, communication, environment, and agreed social behaviours and norms. Cultural preferences also tend to shape our morals, ideals, and often overall identities. Culture can dictate things like the activities we engage in, the music we listen to, or the food we eat. Have you ever wondered why or how McDonald's is just so successful at home and overseas? It doesn't matter which city you go to in whichever part of the world, you're likely to come across a McDonald's. But if you're expecting to get just the old classics we know and love, think again. McDonald's is really, really good at geographic segmentation and targeting. They've realised that not every country or culture will enjoy the same foods, so they tailor their products to suit each market that they've grown into. For example, in Japan, you can get a teriyaki burger. India offers a McSpicy paneer burger, which features the traditional Indian cheese paneer. And in New Zealand, you might be lucky enough to stumble upon the classic New Zealand Georgie pie. Language while the primary common language of the world is English, not every country is bilingual or wants to read and add in their second tongue. Language therefore affects things like labelling, digital communication, promotional material and so on. For a global product, it's important to take languages differences seriously and to make sure the translation is precise and on point. To explain a little further, Take this example from Colgate. In the 1960s, the oral hygiene brand decided it wanted to expand its new product into the French market. And with the backing of the American Dental Association, it did just that. The product that Colgate launched was called Q. And after having already promoted the product, they then realised that the word Q in French was also the name of an infamous pornographic magazine. It's not that easy to come back from that one. Meticulous geographic segmentation and research can definitely be the difference between brand success 
and an embarrassing translation blunder. It's all of these different aspects and considerations behind geographic segmentation that make it such an integral tool for any successful global brand. There are a lot of advantages of incorporating geographic segmentation into a global marketing strategy. For one, it's easy to analyse as geographic information is objective and generally factual. It's effective for both large and small companies and is essential for any brand expanding overseas or starting a chain. It does however have its drawbacks. Geographic segmentation is based on facts about places or individuals, but it doesn't take into account consumer behaviour and it doesn't account for the possibility that people who live in the same area might not actually like or want the same things. Overall, geographic segmentation is undoubtedly one of the most effective forms of market segmentation for any brand looking to go global. Even local brands can benefit from geographic segmentation. Much like with demographic segmentation, alone it can seem quite clinical, objective with no insight into the personalities of the consumers, but paired with the likes of behavioural or psychographic segmentation, the possibilities are endless. Essentially, incorporating any form of market segmentation into your marketing strategy is going to benefit the brand in some way. The better you know your consumers and the more personalised offer you can provide, the greater chance of brand success you have and achieving those sought-after actionable insights that will put you ahead of your competitors and skyrocket you to success. If you like this podcast, then you can subscribe for free via any podcast app or on Spotify. Feel free to share with a friend if you feel they might enjoy it. And don't forget, you can find other resources like guides, videos, blogs and infographics over on our website at www.hurry.co. Thanks for listening.